This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. You know, every once in a while, I think we just need a good old success story. You know, just a story where we get to hear from, you know, someone who's worked hard at their jazz playing, their musicianship, and come out with some kind of desirable result for them, and someone who serves as an inspiration. And so when I was trying to think of a, a, an episode like this, I couldn't think of a better person to talk to than one of my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course students, Ina Denekamp. Ina is a 68-year-old pianist from Vancouver, Canada, and she, uh, well, let's just say I want to be like her when I grow up. She has this incredible spirit of learning. Uh, she has made improvements, and you know, she's one of those people that she's in the community board on our course and really showing off her stuff, You know, really taking action on the stuff, and so I mean, she's been an inspirational character. I've noticed that she has been for other students as well, and I thought it'd be great to share with even those outside of the course just so everybody else can be inspired by her, hear her tips, hear her journey a little bit, what she's accomplished, what's working for her. So let's do this thing. Let's cue the music. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here. I am the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Really excited to be here, as I always say that I am, because I am, and I appreciate you so much for being here listening. Honestly, I feel very blessed. I love doing this podcast. You are the ones that keep this thing rolling. So whether you're a first-time listener or you're a regular listener, I appreciate you so much. And I hope that every week I'm giving you continual value, helping you on your journey to becoming a better jazz musician. And uh, that's exactly, as always, what I seek to do in this podcast episode where I do have a special guest on, like I said, my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing student. Ina Denekamp. And, you know, like I said, she's an inspirational character. And I think it's important to have people, guests on the show who don't necessarily have some lavished career, who aren't professional musicians, who don't tour the world, who don't have some big online following like me, who don't do, you know, someone who you can relate to. And I think that Ina is a great example of that. She's someone who has a lot of experience and she's worked hard and you know, she plays music because she really loves it. She has fun with it. And I think she has a lot to share with us today. I know you're going to get a lot of value out of this. Really excited, too, because she does play a bit of a transcription that she learned of a Wynton Kelly solo for you. So that'll be a lot of fun. She has a lot to say. So I'm going to stop wasting my breath here. Make sure you're subscribed to this show. If you're not subscribed, don't want you to miss anything coming out. We have some good stuff coming through the end of the year. So make sure you are locked in. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get right on to my interview with Ina Denekamp. All right, welcoming on the show is a 30 Steps to Better Jazz playing student, Ina Denekamp. 
from Vancouver, Canada. So excited to have you, Ina. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. It's just a pleasure to finally speak to you after doing your course. <laughs> it is. Isn't it funny how, you know, you've probably watched, uh, I-, I thought about this the other day, you've probably watched like hours of me on video talking and, you know, we've yes, never gotten I to have. meet. That's so funny. <laughs> no, and I, I've listened to your, your other, you know, a lot of your other podcasts as well. So it's kind of feel like I know you a little bit and uh, it's a pleasure to finally get to talk to you. Oh, cool. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure always for me to get to talk to, of course, course students like you, but really anybody who follows me on Learn Jazz Standards and does anything like that. So it's always a real treat for me. So I'm excited that you're here. And uh, so I, I thought today would be great just to, uh, you know, just to talk to you a little bit about your musical journey. You're someone who has recently finished my course, 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, and you were someone who's very active in the community board. And just, I think you were an inspiration to everybody because, you know, you were posting you're posting all these great videos if you're playing and you know people were like wow Ina is really doing some amazing stuff with her practicing with her playing and so I think you're an inspirational figure that I thought would be great to have you on but let's start with first things first uh who are you Ina maybe introduce yourself to the audience uh what do you do uh what's uh you know what what, what keeps you going these days my goodness well um I'm 68 years old I am retired and for the bulk of my life, for about 38 years, I had my own business as a piano tuner technician, as a member wow. of the piano guild. And uh, I retired from that about three years ago. So um, I have ears <laughs> for listening, but of course, doing jazz is a whole different kind of listening. Um, I'm a classically pl- uh, trained pianist, um, mm. an ARCT and have a Bachelor of Music from the University of British Columbia. So my whole brain is all about classical music and learning from the paper. I call it the eyeball paper hand trench. Yeah. Um, I've always flirted with, um, with jazz and have wanted to learn about it and learn to improvise and um, you know study this kind of music all my life, but I have just never had the time but I do have a whole bookcase full of books on how to do it, how to learn it. I've had lessons here and there. I did a, a year at a community college uh, a couple of years ago in the piano jazz program, and that really shot me in the right direction. It was the first thing I did after I retired. Oh, and, yeah, I learned a lot of stuff, but mostly I learned about what I don't know and a far better direction in how to even start learning about this wonderful thing called jazz. And uh, to me, the whole thing is like learning a new language. I mean, it literally is. You know, I know that you refer to it as yeah. um, as a language, and that's precisely it. I feel like I'm migrating from the classical side of my brain, creating a bridge to the other side of my brain that is required for how you actually enter uh, the study of jazz, and that's how I'm approaching it. Oh, that's amazing. So to tell, tell me a little bit about what got you excited about the jazz as a style. Is there something about it that made you interested coming from a classical perspective? Because you clearly like it, you enjoy it, but what, what, what is it about it that makes you uh, so interested in learning it? Well, it's the, it's the creative part of it. It's the part, mm. it's the part that, um, that appeals to my creative side and um, to not just 
learning through the eyes, but um, internalizing something and making it my own. The, the the absolute magic of improvisation has always appealed to me, yeah. and it's, it's it's like this doorway that I want to get through to actually understand what it is that um, you know that all these wonderful pianists that I've listened to all my life. What are you actually doing, and how did you get there? And I'll tell you, now I have the time to do it, and hopefully before I drop dead, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so uh, you, you just said that you're a piano player. I think I maybe failed to mention that at the very beginning. You oh, are a yeah. pianist. And so let's let's go to that really quickly. What made you excited to learn piano? When did that start? Uh, how did you end up dedicating so much of your, your life and time just to learning it? Well, my both of my parents were musicians. We um, wow. emigrated from the Netherlands after uh, after the war. We came in 1954 to Canada, and uh, my mother started teaching music uh, as a way of making a living. And she taught piano and violin and accordion to little kids. And she started me right off at age five. So I've always played the piano, and uh, just it's, it's just always been a part of me. Wow, that's awesome. That's so cool. And so music is just a lifetime wonderful thing just to to work on. And uh, it's just so inspiring. You see, you're just continually learning, you're continually digging in there. And, uh, you know, music is just something that just enriches our lives. And I can just tell by hearing you talk that it's something that has enriched your life, continues to enrich your life. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's inspiring for, for someone like me. So, uh, you know, thanks for sharing all of that for sure. Now, um, what for you has been some of the most uh, in uh, you know th- things that have impacted your your jazz playing the most? Like what activities that you've done have been uh, the most impactful? Well, as I said, this uh, going to school and deciding to um, to just you know jump in there with the youngsters and and uh, and and just start figuring out. Um, what it is that I'm, what I'm yeah. trying to do. I mean, that was certainly, that certainly impacted my journey. It was a great big step, that's for sure. Uh, going to jazz concerts, uh, uh, listening. Um, mm. Also, you know, I, I got a lot of books where I just read arrangements of, of pieces, and, and that's only one way, which means you read it and you memorize it, and that's the classical way right. of, of doing these things, but you can't do anything with it. Um, so it's the improvisation that has really appealed to me, which is what I'm trying to get a handle on. Mm, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, as far as uh, courses and things like that, I mean, um, I'll just say that your course has set me further along um, the way to really get going with, uh, with what I think needs to be done. Um, than anything else that I've done. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because you're interviewing me, but it's absolutely true. Oh, wow. Thanks so much. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, that's... Uh you know, over and above anything, that's what, you know, makes my day to hear is that uh, all the the time and effort put into that, that you're that you're getting a benefit out of that. Because, uh, you know, that, uh, well, thanks for saying that. That just that makes me feel good. So I'm glad to hear that. What, what about uh, some of that process has been the most helpful within the course, just out of my own curiosity? Well, okay. Um, let's see. The, first, what, the things that I actually learned from doing the whole course, um, I learned more about patience and being patient with the process of taking baby steps, mm. uh, take and being 
focused and gentle with myself. Uh, the way you set up daily practice or at least regular practice um, and um, yeah, I, I guess the template that you set up for learning the language, learning licks, learning this, learning repertoire, taking time to play um, and you know how, how you've set it up. That actually worked very well for me. Um, and the other thing that I really got over is I put all of my fake books and real books away. I have not looked at any of that wow. stuff. Um, I have read about listening for a long time, and this is the first time I actually got down to the business of listening. And your course encouraged us to do that. And so, you know, your list, L-I-S-T, things, listening, internalized, singing, and transferring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really meant a lot to me. I have never sung along with myself, um, and I was, you know, learning how to do that here. And um, But just really listening, just using my ears, not going to the book, paying attention, learning the melody, the harmony, just all the steps that you encourage. And the other thing I like about your course is the fact that there's accountability. There is a place where... Um, it's the first time I've ever done anything like this online, uh, being part of any kind of online community or, you know, first time. So uh, the fact that there are other people slaving along with me and, um, <laughs> and encouraging each other, I found that very helpful. It's all brand new to me. So I liked that. But also that it's accountable. You know, you are there each time giving encouragement and, um, you know, reminding us of what we're supposed to do. And it's this kind of focused and uh, guided approach that really helped me. Oh, so glad to hear that. Well, I'm going to be sending you a check in the mail for all the... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I, am, I am glad that you uh, really enjoyed it. And so, now let's go back a little bit uh, a second to, um, you know, you're talking about you, you don't use real books anymore. I mean, that's a huge step, I think. I think that's a, that's a really big step. What What... What has changed, or how do you think that's helped you? Like, could you put words to how that's helped you now that you're really using a lot of your ears, especially when it comes to you know playing jazz? Like, what what's been the transformation for you there? Well, I think that is part of the movement from the from the the visual memory, um, oral memory, um, uh, transferring it from just. What I, I guess it's a generalizing process. I don't really know what the word's for, but it, it is in my skin. It gets into my cells in a very different way than learning um, visually and just remembering and memorizing. To me, yeah. it's a completely different process, and it's from inside. It's cellular. I guess that's the only way that I can describe it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, of course, uh, there's benefits to learning music visually, of course, 100%. But, you know, uh, that ear thing is sometimes neglected by some musicians. And I think especially when it comes to improvisation, you know, exercising that muscle there, that's really where I think the the best improvisers that I personally look up to, and I'm like, wow, I want to play like them. When I hear them, it's like it's an extension of themselves. And it's it's something deep that I think that can only really come uh, from having a strong ear, from really being able to hear things. You know, I was talking to another 30-step student, and uh, we were talking about how, well, when you go out and play a gig or a jam session or something, you play with other musicians like we all should aim to be doing, 
You know, you the unexpected happens. You things are imperfect, and someone will play something that you weren't expecting them to play. So, how are you going to react to that? And having that kind of training, where if you have things internalized by ear, if you've you know learned language by ear, if you've started to develop your own kind of sounds, your own kind of approaches by ear, uh, having those tools in your tool belt for when you go into live you know situations is invaluable. So, I'm glad right. to hear that that you found uh, some impact uh, in doing that. Yeah, and I, I do feel that somewhere inside myself, I do have something to say musically. Mm. And, I have, I, and I'm looking for the road to finding it. And to me, it's jazz. That, that's really as simple as that. Wow. And we all have something musical to say, right? I mean, it, all, all of us have something uh, to say. And it, oh, absolutely. And it, you know, it doesn't, you know, I think uh, something that you've been talking, you were talking about a little earlier too, is saying, you know, a, a process throughout this course for you as well has been, you know, trying to get outside of yourself, you know, trying to release some of that ego is what I was hearing. And that is something, by the way, I, I go through, all of us go through, you know, playing music is a very vulnerable thing. And letting go of that is such a, a huge it's a it's a huge part it's such a huge thing that that uh we all need to talk a lot more about i'm glad to hear that you've embraced that uh quite a bit and uh again you're someone who in the course you're you're always posting things you're really demonstrating you're putting yourself out there the fact that you're on this podcast right now uh just says that you are someone who is willing to express themselves so of course there is music uh inside of you you have your own voice um so wow that's just a beautiful thing to hear now there is something that i'm a little excited about that you've agreed to do and uh one thing that we've done in the course that is a, a, a big part of it, right? We cover a lot of different topics, you know, learning, you know, licks by ear, learning solos by ear. You know, there's different improv lessons that are more theory-based throughout the course. There's technical pattern exercises to get our fingers moving in ways we're not used to. Um, but one of those is, you know, learning solos by ear. And one thing that was really cool, and I didn't tell you this, by the way, Ina, uh, ah. the Wynton Kelly solo on Freddie Freeloader, which is one of the solos you learned, um, it was actually the first jazz solo that I ever learned. I'm a guitar player, but I learned it on my guitar. So maybe some of the cool, yeah, yeah. So so uh, I think it's really cool that you learned that one. So um, would you like to play it for us? <laughs> sure. Let me just get myself set up here. As much as I've learned of that, <laughs> but I think I'll learn the next uh, the next bit. <laughs> very good. That is very good. Very good. Um, that is awesome. So, wow, that, that that's inspirational to me because you went through and you learned all of that. And t- tell me a little bit about what you learned from learning that section of his solo. Well, um, I have to. I, what I the first thing is that I used the program called Transcribe, which I've had for quite mm-hmm. a while never really gotten into or, you know, figured out how to learn it or procrastinated about getting into it and all that sort of thing. So um, I got into that, figured out how to learn it and loaded in the pieces. And what I like about it is you can slow it down, you can find chunks, you can um, loop it and, and learn it that way. But it was still all this learning by ear. I, and I haven't written anything yeah. down. It's all just uh, coming from my head. So 
so that uh, that was really good. And of course, there are so many. It's a blues, so uh, there are yes. so many interesting blues licks in it. Um, that further study, I guess, I would um, try and translate those into other keys. Uh, well, that's the other thing I like about the course. You get to do everything in twelve keys, which right. I never do more. And uh, would encourage everyone to get going with because it's really quite exciting. Anyway, so some of these licks, then I would like to, you know, really learn better and uh, put them into other keys. But really, the most fun for me is um, it's almost like pretending it's my own music. It's finding all these licks and language that we practice uh, separately and independently as exercises, and suddenly. There they are in the music, and it's a kind of a muscular, cellular feel of how it actually feels to use this stuff and make music with it. So it's within the context of music, but it's those things that we learn individually, and it's a nice feeling. Yeah, so it, transcription is is something for me that, you know, whenever I've done it, and I used to do a lot of it, there was a there was a time in my life where I did a ton of, of transcribing, or not so much transcribing, but, you know, learning things by ear, uh, is you almost get this, uh, kind of like you said, you're almost like sitting down in their shoes, and it's becoming, the solo is almost yours, but of course it's not, and you're getting this feeling like you were a part of what they're doing, and you start you know, realizing like, wow, like, look at what this musician played over top of this chord or this this chord progression. And it, it's really an enlightening thing. And now that's only one thing that we should be doing. Um, but it's something that's so important because it just opens up these, you really get to understand the brilliance of some of these musicians, almost like they, almost like sometimes by doing this, they become like these superhuman people, and we know they're not. But when you when you understand the magic of of, of the fact that they actually improvised that, it wasn't something they composed. It's really an amazing thing. It's fun to do, even outside of just the fact that you're doing it to learn something. Mm-hmm. And it's so in the moment, like as you say, you can't you can't be almost thinking about what you're doing because it's just all there, and everything is just absolutely present, absolutely in the moment. And uh, whatever's in there, that's what's going to come out. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me uh, let me ask you this question here, really quickly. If you were to give any tip, like what what is the most valuable tip you can give to someone? Let's say someone is kind of new on their journey to starting to play jazz. What is the most valuable tip you could give them? My goodness, now that is a question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a question. Well, you know, I, I, I'm just going to apply it to my own journey. Um, the fact yes. that I put off so long um, the use of my ears and learning to listen and learning to imitate and learning to um, to really just listen. I, I, for me, that's just the biggest piece of information. And... Um, um, had I started this sooner, um, well, who cares about that? But <laughs> I wish that I had started sooner using my ears, and I would encourage other people to do that. Um, Great. That's fantastic. Now, are, are there any questions that I can answer for you on anything possible that you can think of? I'd be happy to answer anything uh, if you think I can help you at this moment. I just wanted to say one more thing about the uh, about the soloing. Um, yes. and it's just absolutely brilliant. The sooner people can get going with 
you know, copying and duplicating uh, things and then, you know, working off that, the better. Um, I, I learned a lot about rhythm and rhythmic patterns from, ah, yes. from the solo, which is so important. You know, and I think we even when we noodle around ourselves and pretend we're improvising, uh, we get into habits of doing the same thing over and over again and learning these different rhythmic patterns I found very um very helpful and very wonderful and very freeing. But um yeah, my my question is just referring to what you were talking about for before in transcribing as I'm so mm. new to um I have learned what I have learned by ear. Um, should we be writing this down? Should we be, you know, transcribing and making written versions of what we're learning? How important is it to do that? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, I have done that to a handful of solos. I, I know there's different people that have different uh, that have different philosophies on this. I know uh, some. Oh, Sometime this year, I, I did a podcast episode with Greg Fishman, who is a, you know, kind of a saxophone legend, and you know, he's all about just writing down everything. Um, I think that it's it's not necessarily a matter of should you, it's would you like to, and if you would like to, there is definitely some things that you can learn from that, especially if you come from uh, a background of. Uh, reading music like you do because you're able that's that visual side we're talking about where you're able to actually look at that music and kind of really take a look at it and slow it down a little bit and so if you're good with reading music like you are if you can really see things better that way I think that would be a great thing to do I don't personally think that it is necessary to write them all down that you learn I, I, do, I personally don't think that you could if you wanted to. Um, I would just say... Get pieces out of it that you like and write it down. I don't know. Or, um, or that, yeah. Or take little smaller pieces out that you like that you want to look at a little further. Um, you know, or maybe let's just say, you know, you're not going to remember the Winton Kelly solo forever, perhaps. So you might want to actually write it down if you want. So you can just quickly look at it again and maybe pick it up really fast. I think there's a lot of great benefits to doing that. I, ju- I personally, my philosophy isn't that you need to or have to. But absolutely, I think that there is some importance to it, and I think that it can be really beneficial. Does that does that answer your question? Yes, yeah. Um, I wouldn't do it to actually learn it from the paper because I'm, then I'm back to square one. I would rather learn it by ear and you know yeah. use the stuff as you say to remember it later, just in case um, you know I needed to play it or wanted to refer to it. But thank you. Yes, my pleasure. Well, Ina, I want to thank you so much for being on, for just sharing what you know, for sharing some of your experience. Uh, You are a lovely person, and I am better for knowing you. So uh, thanks for taking the time, and uh, really glad that you enjoyed the course. And uh, hey, maybe we'll check in with you sometime on down the road just to see how you're doing, what's uh, going on with uh, your music. It would be a pleasure, and thank you so much for your support, and I've enjoyed the interview very much. Thank you. All right. That was a lot of fun. Another big thanks to Ina for being on the show, for sharing her stuff. I know you got some value out of listening to her story as as much as I did. So thanks for listening. Thanks again, Ina. 
And if you want to join Ina and many others in the 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course, and you want to have a focused, goal-oriented practice sessions with where you're going to be accomplishing actual things that are going to help your jazz playing, you can go to 30stepstobetterjazzplaying.com. That's three zero steps to better jazz playing. Dot com and uh, sign up there. There's a free mini course you have to take first, um, but it is worth it before you get invited. And uh, so you can do that 30 steps to better jazz playing.com. Hey, if you got value out of this show, as I always ask, please leave a rating and review, a kind rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Helps other people know this is a show worth listening to. As always, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything that's going on. And next week, we're going to be having on another uh, 30 Steps to Better Jazz playing student. I'm um, kind of on a roll here. I had a bunch of people uh, come in for interviews to do some stuff just because, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to share. So it's going to be the last in my series of coaching calls I'm going to be doing. Today wasn't so much a coaching call, really, but um, ne- next week's is definitely a coaching call. And so there's a lot of great stuff to be learned from this one for sure. A lot of great questions are answered. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming out next week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.